It's a beautiful day, although it's cold outside. It's a beautiful day to praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We worship you, Father. Let's um, go over our vision. Let's confess it. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father. We thank you. You know that we are created for this very moment. Last week, Pastor Maria talked about how sometimes we wish we were born in a certain time. Um, I'm a 1920. <laughs> I, I always say, oh, I should have been born back in the 1920s. I like the hairstyle. <laughs> but God chose us to be born at this for this time, for this exact time, we were created for this particular time. And he has equipped us for this time and he has, he will continue to do so, so we can go on to the glorious days that's coming ahead. And we just, we just need to be ready. We just need to, we just need to open up our hearts and let him do what he needs to do. If we just let go of ourselves and everything else and just focus on him and just let him do the work, he will. And he will help us get to where we need to, to go. And we are the called ones. We, he called us to do this very work at this very time. So we just need to do it. <laughs> Amen. Father, we just thank you that we are chosen, Lord. We thank you that you chose us for this very time. And Father, we open up our hearts and we invite you, Lord, to take over. Lord, we give ourselves to you, Lord. We just open up ourselves, Lord, and we let you take control. Holy Spirit, you move. We just worship you, Father. We just thank you for this very moment, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that you created us, Lord, to run this race in this glorious times, in this glorious day, Lord. We just bless your name this morning, Father. We just worship you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Come on and just worship him this morning. Lift your hands. It's cold outside, but we can lift our hands. We can praise Him. We can move around a little and praise Him this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Father God. We just love on you this morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you. Thank you, Father. We give you glory, Lord. We just worship you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was buried beneath my shame.
out of the darkness and into the light, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are free. We are set free in you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.
But one day, that glorious day, I hope you have that picture in your mind this morning, that glorious day where we'll be up there with our King, our Savior, our Lord, and we will bow down before him. We will join the angels in saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. So again, why will we wait? Let's start right now. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we sing our song to you 
to come and make your home within us. We thank you that your kingdom is within us. We thank you. We thank you, mighty one, that you are the one who's within us and it's in you that we live and we move and we have our being. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah, day and night, night and day, <laughs> we let worship rise. That's how one who's in the kingdom and the kingdom is in them lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We glorify you. We magnify you this morning, and we give you the place that you deserve. We give you your rightful place in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Andoro sondoro broshtele brande ne mandreshtele brando robosa. Thank you, Jesus. Just relax this morning, not spiritually, but in your mind and in your flesh this morning. That weight that's on your shoulders, just let it, just let it go. Just breathe deeply. Maybe all week long you haven't been able to take a deep breath. Well, the Spirit of God and the anointing of God in this place is going to let you do that. And so take a deep breath this morning and release it. And know that everything in your life is going to be all right. God has you. God's taken care of it for you. Glory to God. Let that worry go. Cast the care of it over on Him. And just relax. <laughs> Don't be high strung. But relax. Turn it over to Him. When you turn it over to Him, your body can sense it. When you fully surrendered that to God, even your body will align to it. And that stress will leave your body. 
That anxiety will leave your body. It has to surrender to the Spirit. So let it go. Just let it go this morning. Let the Spirit of God, the anointing of God, break that heavy yoke this morning. That's what it does. It has the power to break every yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. Father, we receive, lift your hands and receive the anointing of God this morning. We receive your anointing in this place right now. In the name of Jesus, the burden removing, yoke destroying, anointing of God is present here. And devil, you must leave. You cannot be here. This is not a place that you're welcome. And you have no place here in Jesus' name. We draw a bloodline around this place and every person in it. And you cannot cross that bloodline for the blood of Jesus is against you. And so we surrender to the Spirit of God that's in this place this morning. We surrender wholly to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your power <laughs> that's working on the inside this morning. A fresh anointing. <laughs> A fresh anointing. No mon celebrando no mon brande ne ginando galabrecha. Brasto mo vroba ginanda. Leishananando gurusha mandeshanana. Marende, 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 marende. Rosuna la brava shoroba. Mandano grobovi nahasa. Rezando la jando grabasi litina. Lusham prasonda, brande janotza. Glory to God. 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 We thank you for the interpretation of that, Father, this morning. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. <laughs> Glory to God. So lift up your hands and be glad. Lift up your hands. For the anointing of the Lord is upon you. The glory of the Lord is upon you. Lift up your head. Lift up your hands and declare that you are my child. And nothing of the enemy can touch you when you stay close to me. Lift up your head. Lift up your hands and rejoice and be glad. For I am coming soon. I am coming soon. I am coming soon.
going to do with your life this week? Let's shut them up. And we're going to shut them up by just yelling out the name of Jesus this week. Think about the things that he's trying to interrupt your life with. Think about the sickness that he's trying to get in your path. Hallelujah. Think about that. And then shout the name of Jesus and believe that you are free, that you're an overcomer. Amen. Ready? One. You ready? Shout with everything you have. Two. Are you ready? Three. to do I just get louder that's my weapon I speak the word louder I get real loud and I have a big mouth and a big voice so I can do that <laughs> some of you are like yeah you do <laughs> and so I can scream the name of Jesus the devil wants to be loud I can be so much louder than him but that's the problem we speak so softly and so quietly, and we let him continue to be as loud as he wants. We give him free reign. You say whatever you want to say. Oh, did you see that? Oh, I think this is another symptom. Oh, this is a... We give him free reign instead of just speaking the name of Jesus. The devil trembles at the name of Jesus. And I guess because we don't have as much respect and awe for it, we don't understand that. How does the devil tremble at the name of Jesus? Well, well, if we don't respect it and we use it in vain and we don't honor it, that's why we don't understand what happens when we speak the name of Jesus because we're so loose in how we say it. The devil trembles at the name of Jesus. And when you come out dressed in the full armor of God, he has no idea who it is until you start talking. You start talking unbelief, he goes, oh, yeah, it's her or him. <laughs> that's not Jesus. The minute you open your mouth, that's the only way he knows who's in that armor. So speak Jesus. If you can't speak nothing else, you don't know another word. You don't haven't gotten into the word enough to know scripture. Speak the name of Jesus and believe that the enemy has to flee. Hell trembles 
at the name of Jesus. The name that's above every name. <laughs> and we stand in awe of the power that's in the name of Jesus. And you know what? It's your name. It's my name. He's given us his name. It's your name. It's my name to use at any time. Hallelujah. No need for a born-again, spirit-filled child of God to be defeated. Amen. When we have the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Mom, did you have something? Did you want to say something? Thank you for your presence, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your presence is what we desire the most, is what we want the most. We are reach out our heart to you, Jesus, for that presence. Because in that presence, there's healing, there's health, there's prosperity, there's a peace of mind. You see, until you experience the love of Jesus, his presence in your life is just religion. It's just religion, man-made stuff. But when you experience the love of Jesus, you will never quit. You will never say another word that contradicts God's word. So reach out to your heart, within deep into your heart, reach in there, because from there is everything you need if you have Jesus in there, because he is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the higher priest of your confession. He is everything, the beginning and the end, is all in between. See, this, this world, this earth belongs to him. It don't belong to the devil. So don't give him a chance. Amen. Don't give him any chance. Amen. But Thank stand you. your heart. You. Stretch your heart. And receive that anointing you, that is here this morning. Thank you, Thank Father. You, Thank, Thank you, Father God. Come on and lift your hands this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, we just worship you. We thank you. We love your presence. We love your presence. We honor your presence. We honor your presence. You're a real person who has a presence. When we come into your presence, just like when we walk into someone else's presence, you can sense what they've been going through. We can sense your presence. And there's healing and health provision, peace, joy, everything that we want. (laughs) I want that. I thank you, Father, for joy, peace, provision, in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Do you receive that this morning? Yeah.
problems with the eyes, the neck, and this area right here? Anybody? Anybody have problems there? If you do, come, come up, receive it. You can come up or you can receive it right where you are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you're watching online, receive that. There's no distance in the spirit. Just receive it today. Head, neck, in that area. Just receive it in the name of Jesus. And when you do, make sure you testify. Amen? Let us know so we can praise God with you. Glory to God. Bless the Lord. Why don't you greet someone this morning? Let them know that they are loved. Let them know that they are really, really, really loved by God and by you. Monday through Friday at 9.30 a.m. on Facebook Live, so you can catch her there. We want you all to join in in prayer. And also, if you're free, other times throughout the week, you can see Pastor Maria, Mom, um, for other times that she meets at the church and have prayer. Amen. There's nothing like corporate prayer. We should have our time at home with the Lord, but there's time. There's a corporate anointing that happens when you hook up with somebody else in a corporate um, setting and pray. So that's going on throughout the week. Get in contact with Pastor Maria, our pastor, Pastor Maria, mom, for times about prayer. Amen. On January the 30th, it's Family Sunday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get excited. Don't forget to get those T-shirts out. Make sure you know where they are. They're on. They're hung up. Amen. Make sure you wear your T-shirts on January the 30th. We have a special guest who will be with us. Tom Hale will be speaking on January the 30th, and you don't want to miss it. He's going to be speaking about the end times. Amen. He's an anointed teacher that God has anointed and pointed in the body of Christ, and we're going to receive him on January the 30th. Amen. Amen. How many of you guys know that Valentine's Day is coming on up? Amen. Amen. The same time every year is coming up. But we're going to hold an event on February the 12th right here for all the kingdom couples. So that's the married couples, the courting couples, the engaged couples. Come on out February 12th from 7 to 9 at the church. We're going to have a game and dessert night. So we want you to have that intimate time with your loved one. Go have dinner at home or at a restaurant. And then come here for dessert and some games. We're going to have some prizes. It's going to be a great time. So mark your calendars. More to come on that. That's February the 12th from 7 to 9 right here at the Church for All the Kingdom Couples. Amen? Amen. All right. You ready to give? 
All right, let's put our hands together and receive our brothers coming up. Are you ready to give? Uh, before uh, I, I received the offering, I had a glory story I would like to tell the family here. Uh, but I would like to thank Christine and Mike for the event they did for the teenagers uh, last yesterday. Yeah, I had I had a couple pictures I would show you guys on the screen. Uh, yeah, that was uh, last night. <laughs> The kids had a good time. <laughs> a lot of games. The food was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, it was a couple years ago, I believe, like, maybe three or four years. Uh, the allergies uh, was acting up, so I, I couldn't not really breathe through my nose. And uh, I couldn't smell anything. So if I'm, if I'm moving and around... I'll be able to breathe fine. But soon I stop, or when I go to bed, I'll have a hard time to breathe. So uh, everything will close up. Uh, when I would, I would go to sleep, uh, I had to sleep with my mouth open, because like, I couldn't breathe through my nose, and my tongue would dry up. I, <laughs> my mouth would get all dry up. <laughs> like when I would get up in the morning, I would barely feel my tongue, because it would be all dry up. And then, uh, and then, I, because I would sleep with my mouth open, I would snore a lot. I would bother my wife. <laughs> my wife would tell me in the morning, oh, you've been snoring a lot. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, uh, I went to see my uh, primary doctor. He recommended me to go, to, uh, to go see an allergy doctor, and which I did. And when I went to see him, uh, he told me I had, like, a nasal polyps, like, which is like a... It's kind of like a, it's a weird thing that grows in your uh, airways. It's like uh, teardrops, little things. So it, it swells up, and it, it causes you not to breathe through your nose. Yeah. So he recommended me to go have the surgery, So which I did. Not only I did once, I did it twice because they grow back. <laughs> so uh, then, meanwhile, I was doing my natural thing. I, would, I was doing... Uh, 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 the spiritual things too, praying. I had my uh, daily healing confessions. And then uh, uh, the doctor recommended me, because he said, like, these things, like, uh, they grow back. If you're not taking, like, this certain medicine, they keep growing back. So he recommended me to do this medicine called Dupixin, which would prevent them from go growing back and would help with the allergies and asthma. I said, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. And, uh, but one box of these would cost like 3500 They're really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was hoping the insurance would cover that. Uh, so insurance was covering it like in the beginning. But after a while, they stopped covering it. So like, I, I called the doctor. I called the allergy doctor. I said, doctor, the, the, uh, my insurance is not covering the medicine anymore. So what we should do? He said, oh, don't worry. I'll, uh, I'll call the pharmacy. I'll have them send the medicine to me. And then you come here and you, you take it. I said, oh, that's good. Thank you. 
yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then I had like, uh, before I was taking the demo medicine, I was doing all this, like probably like 10 different kind of medicines, like prednisone, nebulizer, all that. And while I was on this, in this medicine, the doctor, the expensive one, I didn't need any the other medicines, so this was working good. I was taking the smell came back maybe in less than a week. Uh, I like that. Thank you, Lord. And then uh, and all the other medicines end up expiring because I was just using this one. I didn't need those anymore. Yeah. So uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, because uh, these medicines they all got side effects. Yeah, they all got side effects and. Uh, it was much uh, alarming as uh, the other ones I did. And one day in the morning I got up like, I had like this bruise all over my side here. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking, I said, oh man, my wife just like hit me. And, like, <laughs> my wife hit me while I'm sleeping. Because <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I have a heavy sleep and she's, she's have a light sleep. So like, <laughs> So I say, oh, maybe she hits me. Maybe she's just, yeah, maybe she's just trying to get back at me from, from the snoring. <laughs> yeah. So a couple months goes by. I got a call from the pharmacy that my insurance uh, wasn't going to cover the medicine anymore. Uh, and then uh, uh, when I was trying to reach out to the doctor, I found out the doctor retired. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, what I'm going to do now? <laughs> so uh, then I had, uh, uh, I called in, they had, oh, he had to set up a, with a new doc and everything. And then uh, I called, like, I called the pharmacy, I said, there's anything you guys going to do for me? And uh, they say, oh, how much do you make a year? I told them how much I make, and they say, oh, all right, we need proof, but we're going to send you some papers in. You got to fill it out, like the 1040 uh, tax paper with insurance card copies. Send it in. And then a uh, couple, uh, couple of days later, they send me an email. They say, oh, you got to prove. We, we, get, we can send you, uh, we can give you the medicine. You don't have to pay anything. Right. Yeah, that was the first victory. Because <laughs> uh, in Romans 8.37 says, no, in all things, we have complete victory through him who loves us. And uh, my, second, my second victory came when the pharmacy uh, again asked me uh, how long they were going to cover. I asked them how long they're going to cover the medicine for. I called them uh, this year because uh, they covered a little bit last year, so I called them this year. They say, yes, we're going to cover you for the whole year. Yeah, and you don't have to pay a, a dime out of pocket. I say, glory to God. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was it. <laughs> Praise God, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, did the ash pass around the envelope? Yeah, they don't stop it again. Uh, while I was preparing the, the message, I came across a code online that says, uh, you can give without loving, but you cannot give, or you cannot love without giving. 
Jesse Duplantis said this, that the, the seed don't have to be big, but the seed must be sown. Amen? Amen. He also said to get, the, to get the currency of the earth, which is money, you got to use the currency of heaven, which is faith, yes. by sowing and reaping. Yes. Proverbs 24. A farmer too lazy to plow his field at the right time will have nothing to harvest. God has equipped us with everything we need, with health, with strength, with knowledge, with wisdom, to accomplish all that he has for our lives. If you don't work, you don't eat. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 20:13. If you spend your time sleeping, you will be poor. Keep easy, and you will have plenty to eat. Now, when I was reading this, because I like sleeping, <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> So let not just let let us not just sit around waiting for the things to fall out of the sky. Let us use the ability and knowledge and wisdom God has given us to go get it. We cannot do something until we move. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians eight two. They have they have been severely tested by the troubles they went through. But their joy was so great that they were extremely generous in their giving, even though they are very poor. These people of God in the church of Macedonia has gone through some troubles. But even like that, they did not stop giving. They actually went out of their way and gave more than they could. The Bible says, because of that, their joy was so great. And thank you all for your faithful giving. Let's stand and read our offering confession, please. You ready? Okay, read. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessings being poured out. Because we are souls, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commission, ceremonies, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, land, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing to our hand great big seed and moving forward in faith in every area of our life. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvest angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Please come to the front and release your tithes and offerings to the Lord. Now I'll hand it over to Pastor Maurice. We'll pray for the offering. Yeah, <laughs> I like sleep too, Ivan. <laughs> I'm with you. I like my naps. 
Father, I just thank you for every person who's represented here online, however they gave this morning. I thank you for them. They are precious in your sight. And you see the gifts that they are bringing today. I thank you, Father, that you are multiplying the seed that they've sown today. We thank you for an increase in their lives in every area that they're standing in faith for. I thank you that doors are being opened that have not been opened in the past. And the doors that need to be shut are shutting right now in Jesus' name. And the enemy will not be able to get in in the name of Jesus. I thank you for provision abundant provision in our lives, in this church, and in everything we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Mr. Donnie. Glory to God. Thank you, Mr. Aaron. I see you back there. Thank you. Give him a hand. He's the one that's doing our media this morning. Yes, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Glory to God. Uh, we need your help uh, in FHFC Kids, uh, specifically in the nursery and toddlers classes. We need help in those two areas. If you can help us, we need you. <laughs> you know, like Uncle Sam says, we need you, in, especially in the nursery and toddlers class. Now, if you're already working down there, that's, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those who aren't and those who have uh, patience <laughs> and like kids. You must like kids. <laughs> that is a prerequisite. And these are little kids, little babies. And so if that's you and, and you believe that you can work in that area to fill a need that we have at this time, uh, you can see Miss Laura Banks. She is downstairs at this time. And if you'll notice, Laura Banks is downstairs most every Sunday. And so we need to get her out of there and up here from time to time as well. And so so see Miss Laura, and she will uh, show you uh, what to do. And uh, we do do background checks on all of FHFC kids and teens, those who work in those areas. So just know that, and don't don't take offense to that. We have to, as a church, we have to do that. We want our kids to be safe. The teens are going down right now. So anyone who's 12 to 18 years old, you can go on down with the teens. They're all going. There they go. Give them a hand as they go. Usually teens don't like to be acknowledged. They just want to slip out the bat, but we'll just embarrass them. Any first time visitors this morning? The first time you're here? Have you been here? Yeah, come on, give them a hand. Thank you for coming this morning. Good to see you. <laughs> Amen. She's here. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you for coming this morning. I love it. Amen. See, that's a good testimony. I love it. I love it. I love the Spirit of God, don't you? I love the Spirit of God. And so we announced our, uh, oh, we didn't get our signs up this week. We will get them up next week. We've got them up uh, on the other, our building our impact signs. Uh, so if uh, I'm excited about it. This week was a busy week, actually, uh, working on our, our building project. And so uh, we talked to a number of people, uh, got some things accomplished this week. So I'm excited about it. The more we talk to people, like the builder, the architect, uh, different ones, uh, the, the more 
exciting it becomes. <laughs> the more exciting it becomes. And so uh, very soon we'll have some more information to share with you, but keep the excitement about where we're going. Amen? Yeah. Keep the excitement about it. Glory to God. All right, so this morning... This message is a bit on the pastoral uh, side of things in nature. Uh, I thought maybe we could go in another direction. It'd be in January, first of the year. I wanted to do some dancing around and shouting and, you know, maybe running in the church. And uh, I know we can get there with this message, but I got the sense as I was studying for this message that uh, God wants me to share this right at the beginning of this year uh, to prepare us for what's to come. And so he's going to help me do that. And I encourage you to receive this word of the Lord because it will make a difference in your life this year. In 2022, I can't say 2022. For some reason, I say 2020, 2022. <laughs> and if you've been with us for morning prayer, you've, you've heard me mess up. So God knows exactly where each of us are today. He knows where you are in your life, what phase you're in. He knows everything about you. He also knows what's coming down the road this week, later on this week, next month, later on in this year. He knows what's coming already. He sees it and he knows. And so today, consider this his way of showing us what we need to, to, to do to navigate what's coming down the road in short order. All right, this is, and so we can come out on the other side victoriously because that's the goal, to come out not just, you know, with our hair falling out and, uh, <laughs> but to come out victoriously, not just I will survive, but I will thrive. Yeah. Hallelujah. It has been said by a man of God, that my family and I have known since the 70s. I've been listening to him since I could understand uh, English, you know, since I can understand and speak, you know, what, understand what people are saying. And so uh, I consider him to be a prophet of God. And he said that this year, 2022, will be a year of correction, direction, protection, and perfection. Now, four words there. We like three of them. <laughs> We love direction. I love when people, even though I'm not good with giving direction, uh, you know, when it comes to going somewhere. Uh, but we like perfection. We like protection, right? Direction. There's one we probably have a hard time with. I know uh, a lot of people, and I, I have had that, you know, attitude towards it too, correction. That's not a word we like. <laughs> correction is not always fun but it's needful. Yes. Amen? Yes. It's needful, especially in this time that we're living in right now. And this time that we're living in is the last of the last days. And I'll explain that in just a moment. Amen. See, I'd rather someone take the time to correct me or warn me before I bump my head. And before I learn the hard way, I would rather if they see me doing something, you know, that I, please let me know if it's not the right thing. And, you know, when people stop correcting you, it's usually for one of two reasons. It's usually that they know you won't receive the correction. You've proven to people that you don't receive. You're not teachable. 
and you can't receive the correction. So they stop correcting you. Another, when you keep messing up and people stop correcting you, they've given up on you. They've given up on you. They've saying, hmm, you know what? That person will have to learn the hard way. We've tried. We've said it over and over again. But you know what? They'll have to learn the hard way. I don't want to be that girl. I don't want to be that girl that people say, well, we tried. Nope, I don't want to be that way. And you know, when we were kids, when my mom and dad corrected me, I didn't always look at it as a good thing. Did you? I mean, maybe you were a good child. But I didn't always look at it the right. I always thought, they don't want me to have any fun, right? That's what we always think. They don't want me to have any fun. But, you know, I did the same with my kids. When I corrected them, I'm sure they thought, she's mean, she, you know, she just doesn't want me. We don't see the benefit of that correction. We'd rather go through and, and navigate and go, oh, okay. You know, but sometimes that, oh, okay, we don't even have an opportunity to do that as we get older and with the decisions that we make are more critical. You know, if you're almost driving off a cliff and someone's like, well, they're going to have to learn the hard way, um, that's dead. How are you going to learn when you're dead? So, you know, as the challenges and the things that we face get bigger and bigger, the decisions we make get bigger and bigger, and so don't the rewards and the consequences, don't they? And so I would rather be that girl that takes correction. In fact, just warn me before it happens. Warn me before it happens. And so that's what we need to be uh, listening to God about in this year. You know, if we listen to our parents, we avoided a lot of heartache and trouble. And if we didn't, well, you know, <laughs> you know. So I would rather learn from someone who knows better than I do. I would rather learn than have to bump my head and learn. Receiving correction is so important, especially from our Heavenly Father in these days that we're living in, especially. Many times when we hear a message like this one uh, that we're going to get into, we tend to take out our list. We all have one. We take out our list. Well, I read the Word of God every day. I pray every day. I go to church faithfully. I try to love people. <laughs> I'm a giver. I'm trying to be a good mom, a good, you know, a good wife, a good Mimi. You know, that's my list. Don't laugh. You got one too. <laughs> you got one too. We start taking out our list and we start checking off and saying, yeah, I'm good. I do all these things. But today, let's dig a little deeper into each of these areas on our list and make sure we don't just have a good routine. Routine is great if it's producing fruit. It's great if it's producing. We want to produce more fruit this year than ever before. And it's possible. There's a grace. You know what I mean when I say 22, 2022 is the year for this. Then when someone speaks that by the unction of the Holy Spirit, there is then a grace for that if you'll receive that. Or it can just be another thing someone says and doesn't affect you one way or another. But there's a grace when you receive that. And so it could be the most fruitful year you've ever had in your entire existence. Glory to God. So uh, we should probably check, and when we take that list out, 
and we start looking at it, uh, let God show us if maybe there are things that we're doing that, okay, you need to do them differently. You're doing them. Great job. Woohoo. But you need to do them differently. Uh, maybe there are things we need to add to the list. And then maybe, okay, you're just doing that religiously, but what fruit has it produced in your life? And then ask God to show him. If we don't ask him, we won't know. We got to ask him. So we're a church that believes the Bible. In fact, it's one of our values. And we believe the Bible. And here's the value. It says we value the word of God. It is our standard. We believe that one word from God can change our lives. So we teach the word, live the word, and we are changed by the word. That is one of our values in this church. The Bible that we value tells us that Jesus is coming again. Amen. And he's coming very soon. Amen. Now, I'm not going to get into the details of the second coming today, but I will say that we are told in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 36 that no man knows the day or the hour, not even the angels in heaven, only the Father knows. We do know we are very close, though. We know we're in the season. How do we know this? Because Jesus himself told us in Matthew 24 that there will be things that will happen on this earth and that that will be a sign to us that he is coming soon. And we took several Wednesday evenings, 10 of them, at the beginning of 2021, and we went over each one of those signs that he gave. So if you missed that, go back on YouTube, Facebook, our website, fhfcma.com. Go back and just go back to those messages. It started in January and went till like June. And so every Wednesday night, we went through one of those 10 signs that Jesus said. We are in the last of the last days. And this age that we are living in right now is coming to an end, just as every other age has come to an end. No, we're not doomsday people. We're not zombie apocalypse believers. No, but we do believe that Jesus is going to come again very soon and he's going to take us up out of this planet and what a glorious day that will be. Can't come soon enough. <laughs> but we also know that what's happening after we leave this planet, when we're taken up out of here, that's not going to be very glorious. But I'm so thankful that I have the choice now to not participate in any of that. <laughs> I refuse to participate in anything that happens after the rapture. I ain't going to be here. You want to be here and you want to go through it just to see what it's like? <laughs> have fun. 
You can tell us when you, you, well, hopefully when you get to heaven, when he comes again, the next time. <laughs> but you might have be beaten up and all that before then. <laughs> you know, you hear people talk about, oh, the vaccine is the, I'm like, when that day comes, it's not going to be a question of, is it? Oh, it might be. They may do it. Oh, it's going to be very clear to you that this is of the devil. <laughs> you know, it's going to be very clear to you. Not, not, not questionable where, hmm, I don't know if this could be. It sounds like it. No, where you have to convince everybody. No, you won't have to convince anyone. <laughs> you won't have to convince a soul. <laughs> They'll know exactly what they're doing when they take the mark. And that's going to happen when we get out. <laughs> Unless you want to be here. If you want to be here. No, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm in the right church this morning. So glad I'm in the right church. <laughs> so you don't have to be super spiritual to see that this world is not the same as it was when maybe you were a kid or just a few years ago. <laughs> just two years ago. The world is not the same. Not the same. It doesn't take spiritual, you know, woohoo. It doesn't take any of that. Just in the natural, you can see that. And Jesus said uh, one of the signs that he said we would see escalate uh, before, right before he comes. Now, this is right before he comes, is lawlessness. <laughs> this word in its original translation, here's what lawlessness means. It refers to the actions of an individual or a group of people, a nation, or even an entire society or culture that has chosen to live apart from God's laws and principles. Mm -hmm. Lawlessness. Although this group previously followed the biblical laws and principles in general, they elected to forge their own ways. And they, they, these ways are not founded on God's word. They are lawless or living by their own newly evolving principles that are not based or established truths that are in the scriptures. Sound familiar? <laughs> this is so prevalent today. It is where we are. We can see a mass departure from the truth of the word of God. And now, and I know I said this before, you hear the phrase, I'm just living my truth. If your truth is not God's truth, it's not truth at all. It's your opinion. And guess what? You didn't even think of it until you heard someone else say it. Then you made it your opinion. I, I get so like just so baffled at how a celebrity that I don't personally know, I could care less about until they come up on the thing. I don't even know who they are. We don't know their lives. We don't know how they're living. Till you hear this person committed suicide. What? I thought they were so happy. Yeah, these are the individuals we're allowing to, to infiltrate into our culture. Celebrities and social media influencers. What is that? And they'll use a hashtag, and you'll use it just because they did. Oh, yes, me too. Hashtag me too. There's one. <laughs> There's, we'll use it without knowing anything about them except what they show us. Yet, 
the very same people that do this, you go and you share them what Jesus himself said. Here it is in red. Jesus said this. And they don't believe. Oh, no. That's too good to be. Oh, no, I don't believe. But you'll believe someone you don't even know that has no credibility, didn't die for you, did absolutely nothing for you. In fact, taking your money as you buy their albums or whatever. But red, in red, Jesus said this. You have a hard time. What? Well, that can't be true. That can't be true. But this is my truth. It's not truth if it's not the word of God. <laughs> Jesus himself said that. They'll say the Bible is just extreme. Oh, okay. <laughs> Deception is such a bad thing. We're seeing a moral decline in our nation, and now truth or morality is just subjective. It's subjective. It's not black and white. It's based on your opinions, your feelings, your experiences. And there are even a lot of Christians allowing their feelings and experiences to override what the Word of God says. This is deception. And it will escalate and be more widespread before Jesus comes, right before he comes. It will get even worse than this. This is, this is bad, but it will get worse than this. This is what Jesus said. He warned us about this. This moral decline happens when people begin to make so many exceptions for sinful behavior. So many exceptions for sinful, sinful behavior. There's no more conviction of sin. In the past, the behaviors that we're seeing would have grieved and broken the hearts of people. And now it's just like, well, they're just living their truth. Hallelujah. Thank God for our Savior. Unfortunately, their truth will take them right to hell. Because look at what John chapter 14 and verse 16 says. I told you this is a pastoral message. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. Where's the Father? In heaven. <laughs> That's where I want to go. <laughs> so guess which direction I need to go in. Guess whose truth I need to adopt into my life. I need to align with his truth. Hallelujah. We'll get there to heaven by following Jesus. So again, I know these messages aren't always exciting, but we need to hear them because they challenge us to live aligned to what we value. And we're a church that values the word of God. So though the world is not going to get better, I keep hearing it. Well, the next election will fix everything. If you think that the government is going to make this world a better place, you are deceived. You are truly deceived. No government on any planet can ever make the world a better place. That is a lot to put on the shoulders of a man, a president. A lot to put on the shoulders of one person. Oh, you changed this world. It ain't going to change it. No, that's not going to change it. The world is not going to get better. We've already been told that in the word of God. But God has me teaching this message today so that we can live aligned to our values, which means that 
as the world gets darker and darker, our position is this. God and his word are one, and I trust him no matter what. And because I trust him, I continue to do what he tells me to do, to walk with him every day. I don't abandon my faith, but I am growing in faith, and my life is a light in the darkness. This is our position. This is our position. This is our position. That's what the vision of this church is. The vision that we said this morning, that we say every, more, every Sunday morning, we are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God and who make an eternal impact in the lives of others. That's our vision. What do we call this? This is called, and this is the title of this message, Kingdom Living. That's what this is, Kingdom Living. When we live aligned to the Word of God, this is kingdom living. This is how a born-again child of God, follower of Jesus, is supposed to live no matter the conditions around them. And this is what we're going to talk about uh, in the next few weeks coming up. Uh, I know we, we're short on time today, but I'll just read this to you. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 23. And this is in the message translation. I like what this says. It says, the church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts by which he fills everything with his presence. Peripheral vision is side vision. It's what is seen on the side by the eyes when looking straight ahead. That's what peripheral vision is. It's what you see. You're looking straight ahead, but it's what you see on the side. Well, when we are in the kingdom of God, if we're born again, we've been translated into the kingdom of darkness from the kingdom of darkness or the devil's dominion, we've been taken out of that and put into the kingdom of God. And, and our focus is to be kingdom focused, not focused on the world. We keep our eyes on Jesus, like it says in Hebrews 12 too. We fix our eyes on Jesus. The way of the world is peripheral to how we live. It's not our focus, not our focus at all. Last week we talked about how we've been anointed to impact the world. That means we mark it. We mark the world. We change it. We alter. We influence. We touch it and we transform it. We exercise our dominion mandate. That's what we've been called to do. So we should not be easily influenced, touched, changed, altered, marked, or transformed by the world. We should not be. Yet many, 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 many born again children of God are way too focused on what the world is doing and saying. And what Jesus says is in their peripheral view. It's not their focus. Too busy looking at what the world is doing, what the world is saying. 
and not on what our master is saying. And that's why we get easily deceived and get off track. Thank you, Father. Oh, it's 11.24. All right, one more verse. 2 Peter 3.17 and 18. But you friends are well warned. Be on guard lest you lose your footing and get swept off your feet by this lawless and loose talking teachers. Grow in grace and understanding of our master and savior, Jesus Christ. We have got to stay vigilant so we don't lose our footing. I don't care how long you've been saved. It could be three days or it could be 40 years. This is a verse that you need to keep in front of you because it can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody, and it's happening all around the planet. This is what happens. We lose our footing when we don't stay aligned to God's word. Our lives always align to something, always. You always align to something, your life. If it's not the word of God, it's the world. It's the world. But you're always aligned to something. That's how we're wired. That's how we were created. We'll do what everybody else is doing if we're not aligned with the word of God. We'll do what they're doing. We'll say what they're doing. And guess what? We'll get what they're getting. And that includes judgment. If we want to do and say and participate in the things that the world does, we will not be exempt from judgment. We'll not be exempt from judgment. We'll receive what they receive. We can't just say, oh, Lord, that was just, you know, I was just separate myself far from them. No, no, no. You participate with them, get ready to just have what they have. And, and, and don't say, I didn't know. You know, when you get up to heaven, we'll all stand before God, all of us. And when he asks you, you know, why, you know, what did you do with what I gave you? Nobody else will be standing beside you. You can't turn around and go, well, if this person had not led me down that path or if I had said, no, you are, it's just you and your heavenly father. Nobody else is going to be there with you. You've got nobody to put this on but you. Take responsibility for your spiritual life, your spiritual growth, your spiritual development. Amen? Amen? I believe this is a warning and a word of correction from the Lord for this prophetic time that we are living in right now. I believe that. And, and, and next week we'll talk about uh, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to honor your time. We'll talk about um, coasting, <laughs> spiritual coasting and, and, and relaxing uh, spiritually and, and, and what that can do uh, when we go down that path. But that's not where we end. That's not where we end. Kingdom living is amazing. <laughs> kingdom living, the benefits of kingdom living far outweighs all this other stuff. And the, 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 the benefits of it and the rewards of it, oh my goodness, it's you, you exempt yourself from a lot of things that you otherwise would have to face. And so we'll be talking about kingdom living. I, I thought it was a one-day message, but I didn't even get through what I had to today. 
Uh, but I want us to realize the importance of staying uh, in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is within you, the word of God says. It's within you. And so we've got to learn how to live in the kingdom. It's different than the world. Jesus even said, my kingdom is not of this world. And he said, it doesn't operate like the world does. So when the world does one thing, the kingdom of God stands for something else and does something else. And so we need to know what that is. And so we'll look at the kingdom of God and how to live in the kingdom of God uh, victoriously. I want to live a victorious life, don't you? I want to live, you know, we say a successful life. I stopped saying successful life. I want a victorious life, and I want a life of significance. I just want a life of significance. That success comes with that. Success comes with it. John Maxwell always says, once you taste significance, success will never be enough. I just want significance. I want my life to mean something. And that means I do what God called me to do. You do what God calls you to do. Whatever it is. If it's to do hair, do it. Yes. <laughs> we need your hair people. <laughs> I need my hair people. You know, if it's to do hair, do it with everything that God's put in, in you. And when someone's sitting in your chair, minister to them. That's your opportunity. I love talking to the people who do my hair. They're probably like, I can't wait till she leaves. She talks so much. <laughs> We talk and talk and talk. I know everything. The people who do my nails, I keep in touch with them even long after they're gone. Me and my husband took one to the airport to go to Vietnam, to their country, and picked them up from the airport. They're my nail techs. <laughs> one other one left. We still keep two of them. We keep in touch on Facebook. I love the, because when you do it right, you honor God. That's, if that's what he's given you to do, do it with all your heart, whatever it is. Our plumber, he does it. He has his business. God blesses his business. Why? Because he does it for God. He does it with all of his heart. Whatever your job is, whatever it is, on them phones, <laughs> whatever it is, sometimes it's hard to see. Sometimes it's hard to, to see, oh, this is so hard. But you know what? You're there for a reason right now. Nothing is insignificant. Nothing is insignificant. There's nothing Amen. so small. No, you make it insignificant, right? You can make your job insignificant or you can make it significant. My boss always told me every review I had for 10 years, he would tell me, I don't know how you do it, but you like take a small role and you make it so important. So now we don't know what to do when you leave. That's And I said, well, that's how I want to be. I want to infiltrate every area of this company. And I'm not saying that I'm all this. No, I just asked the Holy Spirit to help. And when you leave, they're like, what do we do? They still call you months later. I left in May. They still call. You know, why? Because they're, you majors, you, you made it. It's not because of me. You know, there's an anointing there on your life. When they walk into your office, they don't know what it is. They don't know what it is. But they would always tell us, it's so peaceful here. And I'm like, can you leave? <laughs> You're bringing all kinds of stuff with you. <laughs> but, you know, they want to sit for hours and talk to us. And it's so peaceful here. And I'm like, uh-huh. Me and my coworker would say, yeah, we know. You know, now go. Because <laughs> you brought, like, confusion with you and, and, and dumbness. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, you know, it's important. So we're going to talk about kingdom living uh, next week. And then I will be away. Actually, I've asked Tom to come and minister. I'm excited that he's coming. He's going to talk on, are you rapture ready? 
and he's so good with the end times. He's amazing. Tom is amazing. And so uh, you're going to enjoy him. I will be in New Hampshire teaching at a Rhema church out there. I'm excited. I'll be sharing my testimony. Uh, it's uh, something that we, after the retreat that we went to, they said, we need you to come and talk because they have a lot of individuals in their church whose children have walked away from the Lord. And they want me to share my testimony to encourage them and we'll get to pray with them. And so I'm excited about Amen. it. And so uh, welcome Tom when he comes. Welcome Tom when he comes and let him know, uh, you know, I won't be here and I can't even watch you online because service is at the same time, but I will hear reports. <laughs> Just make him feel special. Amen. I'd love to come to California. Okay, I'm coming. You tell me when. That's my husband's favorite state. <laughs> we love California. We love California. All right, stand with me. Glory to God. We'll talk. <laughs> Glory to God. So thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for your, making your supply available. Those watching online, I just want to encourage you again. If you're able to, come. Don't sit at home. Come and make your supply of the Spirit. You're missing out a part of church when you watch online. It's great that we can do it online. If you can't come, that's one thing. But if you're physically able to come, please come because it's about serving God in church. It's about connecting with other brothers and sisters. It's about encouraging one another. Nasha said it this morning. Your smile could change everything for somebody. It could. And so we want to see you in person if you're able to come. If not, continue to join us online. We always love to have you with us. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time together. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your presence, your power. I thank you that as we go from this place, you go with us. <laughs> you go with us. Your angels are encamped round about us to guide us, protect us, to keep us safe. We thank you for your favor that's on our lives, and we give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.